RCA Victor, world leaders in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television, presents the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. For your enjoyment, here's the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevalier, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Ann Whitfield, Walter Scharf and his music, and yours truly, Don Wilson, pinch hitting for Bill Foreman. Well, Phil has always thought of Alice's money as being constant as the moon. It's never occurred to him that there might be an eclipse. We'll see what happens. But uh, first, this word from RCA Victor. It's the tone that makes the difference. It's the tone of an RCA Victor radio that puts it in a class by itself. Music virtually floats from RCA Victor's golden throat tone system. It's an exact balance of speaker, amplifier, and cabinet that perfectly reproduces both low and high notes to give brilliant tone. And you'll find the golden throat in every RCA Victor radio and radio phonograph, and in almost every RCA Victor portable, too. So if you want big tone, beautiful tone, you'll want an RCA Victor radio, like the Blaine, for example. The Blaine is the lowest-priced RCA Victor table radio with the golden throat. Now you can afford to have that extra radio you've wanted in your home because the Blaine costs so little. And this model comes in seven smart decorator colors to fit any color scheme. You cannot afford to miss this stylish new low-cost table radio, the RCA Victor Blaine. And now the stars of the RCA Victor program, Alice Faye and Phil Harris. Well, most men who've been married for a number of years forget to give their wives the little attentions women love, but not Phil Harris. Even after 12 years of being married to Alice, there are times when he's as attentive as a newlywed. Let's look in on one of Phil's affectionate moods. <laughs> Alice, darling, when I gaze upon the delicacy of your feminine features, I realize that Mother Nature has outdone herself. First she created the Grand Canyon Then Niagara Falls And then you And I know that you Her loveliest achievement Will not turn me down When I put the bite on you For 50 bucks <laughs> What do you say, sweetheart? Get away, Clyde You bother me You mean you won't loan me $50? Oh, I'd love to, Phil But I just don't have it on me how can you stand there with your big fat money belt bulging out and say that? <laughs> Alice, darling, I need $50 for something very important. I, uh, well, I need it to complete my library. Your what? My library. You see, I have a chance to get my hands on a rare edition of the love sonnets of Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Oh, Phil, that's just what you've been looking for all your life. It is a collector's item. <laughs> Why, the binding alone, they say, is worth it. All right, all right. Now, Phil, tell me the truth. Why do you want the 50? Truth, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that makes it a little harder, but I'll have a go at it. <laughs> Alice, I need the money for Frankie. The poor kid 
Well, he needs help. I know, I know, but where can you get a good brain operation for $50? (laughs) The Mayo Clinic is having a rummage sale. (laughs) Look, Alice, he don't need no brain operation. He needs the money for a very worthy cause. You see, Frankie... Oh, that must be him. Come in! Hiya, Curly. Hello, Alice. Oh, hiya, Frankie. Say, Frankie... Phil tells me that you need $50 for a very worthy cause. What's the cause? The cause? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, I need it to send to my maiden aunt in Hialeah. <laughs> Hialeah? Yeah, honey, that's a paramutual farm in Florida. <laughs> they raise some of the biggest paras there, and their mutuals are prize winners. <laughs> never mind, never mind. I know it's a racetrack. Oh, Alice I see we can't fool you So I'm going to give it to you straight I need the money to fulfill a charitable pledge Surely you won't turn down charity No, of course not But what charity is it for? The Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Humpbacked Whales (laughs) I don't think that's going to get it, Remling Well, I got one more Uh, Alice, would you back a scientific expedition To the Albatross country to find... Oh, stop it, Frankie Fellas, if you need the money, I'll lend it to you Good But first, I want to know what you want it for What is this inquisition? Look, Alice, if you needed money and came to me I wouldn't ask any questions Would you give me the money? No, but I wouldn't ask any questions (laughs) Look, Alice We might as well tell you We need the 50 because Well, because our bill is overdue At the corner ice cream parlor You two drank $50 worth of sodas? Yep You'd be surprised how them bourbon phosphates add up (laughs) Now, Phil Phil, if you owe the money to somebody I'll let you have it Now, you wait here And I'll go to my money room and get it And don't try to follow me again. You always get tangled up in the barbed wire. I'll be right back. Curly? What? What's her money room look like? Don't ask me. Every time I try to follow her, I get as far as the hall, and she sets up a smoke screen, and I lose her. (laughs) Hey, Remley, Hmm? we're going to get the money. Now, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get that dough, and we're going to go settle up her bill. (laughs) Man, I'm so happy I could dance. Oh, no, Curly, you mean you're so happy you could sing No, no, I take it back No, no, it's too late, I'm already into it Oh, Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon There was three children from the land of Israel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They took a little trip to the land of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Took a lot of gold and made him an idol, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. And told everybody when you hear the music of the cornet, and the flute, and the harp, you must fall down and worship that idol, Shadrach. But the children of Israel would not bow down. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, you couldn't fool them with a golden idol. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. I said you couldn't fool them with a golden idol. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. 
King put the chill in the fiery furnace. Shadrack, Meshach, Abednego. Then he heaped on the coals and the red-hot brimstone. Shadrack, Meshach, Abednego. Seven times hotter, hotter than it ought to be. Shadrack, Shadrack. And he burned up the soldiers the king had put down. Shadrack, Meshach, Abednego. But the Lord sent an angel with snowy white wings down in the middle of that furnace. Talking to the children about the power of the gospel. Shadrack, Meshach, Abednego. Burn a hair on the head of old Shadrach. Meshach Abednego laughing and talking while the fire was a jumper. Shadrach! The Lord was on his side. Old Nebuchadnezzar called Hadar when he saw the power of the Lord. And they had a good time in the land of Babylon. Shadrach! Shadrach! Meshach Abednego! got the money right here. Hey, Ramley. Ho, ho. Get a load of that whole sheet of $10 bills. (laughs) Uh, How come she gets it in sheets? (laughs) Man, she's such a good customer, the government sends it to her in bulk. Stop exaggerating, Phil. Now, let me have those scissors so I can cut off five of these $10 bills. Here you are. Ten, Good morning, everybody. Uh, Philip, I'll thank you to take your cotton-picking hands off of my sister's money. <laughs> thank goodness I got here in time to foil this hold-up. Well, it's not a hold-up. I gave Phil $50 of my own free will. Alice, you can't lend $50 to a stranger. <laughs> well, what stranger? I'm married to him. He's your brother-in-law. Please, you know I never accepted this old Indian as my (laughs) brother-in-law. Alice, I forbid you to give him any money. Now, Willie, this is none of your business. It's my money, and I'm going to give it to him. Here you are, Phil. Nah. (laughs) Thanks, honey. Come on, Remley, let's go pay our bar bill. Yeah, okay. While we're there, we can start running up a new one. Yeah. See you later, Alice. Bye, Alice. (laughs) Alice, dear... When will you learn? You're always giving him money and you never get it back. How long are you going to keep supporting that loafer? Oh, now, Willie, please. Why don't you get wise to yourself, sis? Philip only married you for your money. Why, I'll wager, if you were to lose all your money, you'd lose Philip, too. That's not true, and I'm not going to stand here and listen to any more of this. Goodbye, Willie. But, Alice, I tell you, if he thought you lost your money, he... Thought she'd lost the money. Yes. Mm. <laughs> if he found a letter from a stockbroker saying she was wiped out, I'll bet that would prove me right. All I have to do is get the right letterhead and start typing. <laughs> Alice! Hey, Alice, I'm home. Alice, I'm... I guess she went out. Hey, Remley, what are you doing? Nothing. Just opening this letter that was on the hall table. Well, Remley, what's the idea opening my mail? It's not your mail. It wasn't addressed to you. Oh. 
addressed to Alan. <laughs> Dear Mrs. Harris, we regret to inform you that you've been wiped out in the stock market. Frankie, stop reading the letter that isn't it. Wiped out! <laughs> Give me that letter. Here. Listen to this. Due to unforeseen reverses, your associated steel and copper stocks are completely worthless. Very truly yours, Chase and Reiner Investment Bro. Rummy, did you hear that? Alice has lost all her money. This is a calamity. Yeah. Come on upstairs, I'll help you pack. <laughs> packed for? Nothing to hold you here anymore. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not leaving. Alice is my wife and I'm sticking with her because I love her. How can you? There's nothing as unromantic as a broke blonde. <laughs> Frankie, don't talk like that. If Alice is busted, I'm staying with her because now she needs me more than ever. Why? She don't know how to drive And somebody's got to take her down To her relief check <laughs> Why does it have to be you? Well, how else is she going to get Of course, she could take the bus No! <laughs> oh, Remley I just can't believe That that stock of hers is worthless It just don't I'm going to call her brokers And find out what happened it... um, uh, That uh, won't be necessary, Philip I just spoke to a broker, and he said a stock is no longer worth the paper it's printed on. Oh, poor Alice. Isn't it horrible? Well, now, wait a minute, Willie. Wait a minute. It's, it's not as bad as you think. I, I know it's quite a loss. But Alice still has a room full of money upstairs. Well, um, uh, she won't have it tomorrow. Her broker said it'll take everything she has to cover her losses. Oh, Philip, Alice doesn't have a penny to her name. Doesn't it make you sick? No. Doesn't mean a thing to me if Alice doesn't have a penny to her. Oh, those pains. <laughs> Willie? Alice know about this yet? Oh, no, 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 and we'll have to keep it from her, Philip. The shock of losing a life savings might be too much for her. Well, you're right. It is quite a loss, but mm. Alice can always start over at her age. <laughs> well, why not? She can get a job as a night watchman someplace. <laughs> well, Philip, now that Alice is broke, I suppose you'll be leaving, so goodbye. And I hope your next wife is a better businesswoman than Alice. I ain't leaving her. Even if she is destitute, I'm not going to... Phil! Phil, where are oh, you? Oh, here she comes from. Now, look, don't let her know what happened. We've got to keep it from her until we figure out some way to help Curly, her. Curly, I assure you, she won't learn anything from me. Thanks, pal. Hello, fellas. Well, if it ain't the charity case. Frankie! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mom. Yeah. It's good to have you home. Missed you because I love you very much. What's the matter? Wasn't 50 enough? 
Now, look, honey, I'm serious, and I want you to know no matter what happens, you can always count on me to see you through. Well, thanks, dear. I need you right now. I took a cab home, and I don't have any money with me. Lend me a dollar. Oh, of course, honey, I... What kind of collateral you got? Collateral? <laughs> well, you ain't exactly a good risk these days. Well, if you haven't got it, say so. I'll get it from Frankie. Frankie, can you spare a dollar? Why don't you go out and get yourself a job instead of going around panhandling? <laughs> Here's a dime. Go out and get yourself a bowl of hot soup. <laughs> and remember, get soup and not a bottle of cheap wine. <laughs> you two cut this out. Come on now, cut it out. Phil, I need a dollar. Lend it to me. All right, honey, all right. Here. Here's a dollar bill. So long, George. I'll never see you again. <laughs> Alice, honey, yeah. Pat, I was just wondering, have you... Have you ever thought of going back to work? Work? You know, in pictures. The public loves to hear you sing. Well, if they want to hear me sing, I'll sing right here. Okay. Hey, Remley. Hmm? Get the neighbors in. We'll pass the hat around. She might pick up... <laughs> Can't ever tell. We might pick up a bob or two. Yes. All right. Oops. My heart went oops. The moment that we met, my heart went oops, I never will forget. My heart turned hoops the moment that I met you. Oops, my feet went oops, I nearly took a spill. My knees went oops, they shook a bit until my head went oops, you mustn't let it get you. I was going for a very, what you call a solitary sort of stroll. Just to twiddle in my thumb When I heard a lot of drums Begin to pound and roll And oops, my heart went oops I went into a spin of loop-the-loops You must have thought me kin To nincompoop The silly way I acted Of course you couldn't know That you were so aglow And I was so attracted But baby, take a bow My heart is going oops Right now Whoops There it goes My heart goes flip-flop When it sees you Whoops My heart went whoops The moment that we met My heart went whoops I never will forget My heart turned loops The moment that I met you Whoops My heart went oops It went into a spin of loop-the-loop You must have thought me kin the nincompoops, the silly way I acted. Of course you couldn't know that you were so aglow and I was so attractive. But baby, take a bow, my heart is going oops right now. Whoops! Hey, Remley. What? You know something I've been thinking? That Alice wouldn't have to know about losing her money if we could find some way to recoup her fortune by tomorrow morning. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't be too hard to raise $4 million by tomorrow morning. <laughs> we don't need that much. All we got to get is $3 million and maybe she won't miss the other million. <laughs> Why do we have to have it back by tomorrow morning? Because Monday is her counting day. <laughs> oh, 
look, kidding aside, Remley, it, it's not that much. There's only some way I could get just a few thousand to invest it. Hey, Curly, I got an idea. Where is that worthless stock of Alice's? Oh, it's right over here. I got it out and had a look at it. You yeah. know something? It's hard to believe. Just look, these gold-edged bonds, all this stuff ain't worth a nickel. What do you want with it? Well, if you want to raise some money, let's take this worthless stock and sell it to somebody. Well, Frankie, we can't sell worthless stock. We can try. <laughs> That's dishonest. This stuff ain't worth the paper it's written on. Even if somebody was stupid enough to buy it, I wouldn't sell it to them because if you got... Well, if it ain't little Julius, the worthless stock buyer. <laughs> yeah, we got the watered stock for the little drip. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Remley, we're wasting our time. This kid ain't got no big money. Well, I sell it to him for whatever he's got. Then we'll take the stock away from him and sell it to somebody else. Remley, that's unethical. Hmm? If Julius buys worthless stock, he's entitled to keep it. Hiya, fellas. Hey, what's all them papers you got in your hand, Mr. Harris? Oh. Why, my boy, this is a big pile of paper here that represents a shrewd investment I made uh, years ago. And as a result of my sharp brain and integrity, I uh, now have this um, whole pile of certificates. Oh. What are you going to do with all them Japanese war bonds? <laughs> They're not Japanese war bonds. They're stock in associated steel and copper. Pardon me a minute, will you? Now, Mr. Remley... Um, yes. As I was saying, uh, the stock is worth 750000 but due to my being overstocked, so to speak, uh, I'm willing to let you have this at a bargain. Now, uh, what do you offer? Well, I'm in a position to offer 600000 in cash. Uh-huh. Well, as I was saying, it's worth 750000 but since you're a friend of mine, I might let you have it for 600000 Unless uh, somebody else would like to make a bid, would um, <laughs> would anybody uh, else uh, like to make a bid? I would, Mr. Harris. Very well, son. I'm offered six hundred thousand by Mr. Remley. What will you offer? Two cans of salmon. <laughs> the stock is worth $750,000 and you have the nerve to offer me two cans of salmon? Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> we need cash. We can sell the salmon. <laughs> will you try and get some dough out of it? All right, I told you. I'm sorry, Julius, uh, but I must have cash to make this a legal transaction. Now, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let you have the stock for $200. What do you say? Mr. Harris, this sounds like a wonderful investment, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be the first one to tell you to drop dead. <laughs> Where'd you get this phony stock? I tell you, it ain't phony. This is associated steel and copper. Look for yourself. Yeah, yeah, it is real. I might buy this stock. It's a deal. Give me the money. Not so fast. First, I would like to ask one childish question. If it's worth seven hundred and fifty thousand, why are you willing to sell it for two hundred? That's a good question. <laughs> Excuse me a minute. Remley. What? How do I answer that? Very simple. Explain the capital gains setup to him. Oh, the capital gains. <laughs> Julius. Due to the capital gain setup, the amortization is reserved to conversion of Series A and Series B convertible. 
cumulative uh, preferred stock, which is outstanding. Therefore, due to the reservation of additional shares of common by anti-dilution provisions, I'm in a position to affect the debenture of the depreciatory values. Now, uh, any more questions? Just one. Ha! Huh? What do you have to know? You can see the stock is genuine. Do you want to buy it or don't you? Well, I'd like to, but all I got on me is 20 bucks. Well, here's the stock. Give me the money. <laughs> hey, there you are. And you're now the owner of 50,000 shares of Associated Steel and Copper. Gee, I'm a big stock manipulator. Have a cigar, fellas. Oh, Phil. Phil, I have something to tell you. My stockbroker just No, not in front of Julius, dear. He's too young. Don't, he wouldn't want to hear those things. Oh, but honey, I have wonderful news. My Associated Steel and Copper just went up another five points. Hey, that's great. You see, Julius, I told you the stock was all oh, them pains are bad. <laughs> Alice, honey, your stock couldn't have gone up. Willie just told me it's worthless. I saw a letter from your stockbroker. Oh, oh, Willie told me about that. He just did that to test your love for me. Huh? Well, that stock is worth a fortune. Oh, no. Um, uh, Julius... Are you addressing John D. Abruzio, the little multimillionaire? <laughs> yeah, old buddy, I want to talk to you. Sorry, I don't talk to poor people. <laughs> Give me back my cigar. Now, Julius. <laughs> Come around and see me sometime, Harris. I might find a place for you as gardener on the country estate. Now, wait a minute, Julius. You've got to give me back that stock. It don't belong to me. It belongs to Miss Faye. Oh. Well, if it belongs to Miss Faye, I'll give it back. But only on one condition. What condition? Well... I always wanted to live like a millionaire. I'll give the stock back if I can live that way for one day. Well, anything you say, Julius, anything at all. Okay, now here's the way I want it done. You see, you... Is there anything else, Mr. Abruzio? Yes, Miss Faye, open two bottles of champagne. Oh, but Julius, you're too young to drink. I ain't gonna drink it. I'm just gonna soak me feet in it. <laughs> ah, this is the life. Oh, Renly, my man. Yes, sir. Keep that fan going. There's a fly on me caviar. <laughs> and another thing. Where is that stuff I ordered from the market? I want... Anybody home? I brung the Alice and Phil will be back in just a moment. Soon there are going to be a hundred happy boys and girls, and yours can be one of them. For RCA Victor is now offering a live puppy to 100 winners in RCA Victor's Little Nipper Riddle Contest. Here's all you do. Go to your record dealers and get the latest Little Nipper record called the Little Nipper March and the Little Nipper Riddles. At home, play the record and let your child answer the riddles. Then tear off the entry blank on the record wrapper and have your boy or girl write, in 25 words or less, why they would like to own a little nipper puppy. It's that easy. And besides the 100 puppies, 1,000 other boys and girls will win a beautiful latex replica of Little Nipper. So if you have a child between 4 and 12 years old, 
Enter RCA Victor's Little Nipper Riddle Contest tomorrow. Folks, this is Phil again. With traffic fatalities on the increase, the National Safety Council has asked us all to check up on our own driving. Exceeding speed limits, beating stoplights, driving with poor brakes or bad tires is gambling with life itself. That's a pretty rough gamble when it's your life. Play it safe and make America safer. Thank you and good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. This program is produced and directed by Paul Phillips. The part of Frankie was played by Elliot Lewis and the part of Julius by Walter Tetley. Remember, whether you're buying a television set, a radio, a Victrola, phonograph, or records, put your faith in the cornerstone of American home entertainment for three generations, RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in television. Thanks, Don, for being with us. Next, Theater Guild on the Air stars James Stewart and Diana Lynn on NBC.